And then I click the save button without changing the publish date. What a numpty. Oh, well, learn for next time. Yeah. Well, some lucky people got to hear our dulcet tones a few days earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Made their weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So, yeah, as you may have realised, uh, the podcast went out a day or two days early. It was Thursday, wasn't it? Was it was a Thursday, yeah. So yeah. it was quite a few days early, yeah. But hey-ho. So yeah. there you have it. Um, trying to do too many things at once, that's the thing. It was funny because when I saw you mixing it at the time, I was like, you're not editing it now, are you? Yeah, like, yeah I've got to get it done. <laughs> well, I was trying to, because I wanted to have a, a, a sort of free day on Friday to concentrate on normal work. So I, I kind of thought, well, I'll just do it on the side while I'm getting on with other things. And of course, that's the most stupid thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Live and learn. So we've had some more reviews on iTunes. Woohoo! Woo. We've got four reviews now. They're all five stars as well. Fantastic. So our offer of bribing people with beers is obviously working. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks to the people who've left reviews. Um, they're all good. Everyone's saying it's good to hear a UK startup type podcast, bootstrapping type podcast, which Excellent. is good. Um, some feedback I had from a friend actually was that we need some intro outro music. Yeah. Which I'm not too sure about. Well, we did talk about it, didn't we? But we um, we kind of didn't go there in the end. Yeah. I think what may have been a problem is I wasn't 100% sure about the, the track that you picked. Yeah. So I think maybe if we look for some of the mu- intro yeah, okay. outro music. All um, right, fair enough. And it has to be something that we both absolutely love. Yeah. Because if you think like the bootstrap with kids music is just perfect for those guys, isn't it? I'm not sure how long they spent searching for yeah. uh, for their tune, but um, the ideal thing would be to, well, my ideal thing was to use like a bit a sample of an Oasis track, it being called Brit Strapped. That would be uh, good. That would be good. Or but some, we're not sure about the copyright ins and outs British, of that, are we? Yeah, some Brit pop or British band would be good. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we're looking into that. <laughs> he said. He said, without the intro outro music, and it sounds a bit like two guys in a shed just talking to each other. That's kind of what like, it is. That's exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to be anything else, necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember one bit. He said he was on the running machine at, at the gym, chugging along, and uh, there was one particular bit that I said something, and he started roaring out laughing. I can't remember <laughs> what it was now that I said. Anyway. Uh, and another chap, Fleming, he, uh, he, was, he, he said good stuff about it. And... Um, he said, made an interesting, well, funnily enough, comment. He said, sometimes I'm listening to it and I just find myself going, ah, no, you need to do this or you need yeah. to do that. And I was like, well, leave, leave a comment or drop yeah. us an email. I guess the whole point of us doing the pod show is to try and get feedback from other people. Absolutely. That if we're doing something wrong, to let us know or if they think another approach might work, again, to let us know. Yeah, and then we can talk about it on here. Because so we're clueless. We haven't necessarily got a clue what we're doing. We're figuring yeah. it out as we go along. So Definitely. We need all the help we can get. Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... At, on the site britstrap.com if you click on the link for each individual show there is a comment section down the bottom which at the moment is Facebook comments but I think I'm going to change that to discuss comments Okay. because not everyone especially Fleming has got a Facebook account right? Um, or perhaps wants to use their Facebook account so discuss you can just use email address uh, email and your first name I think and leave yeah. a comment so oh, that's good. might yeah. change it to that that would be better yeah yeah but yeah, cool. so please uh, keep leaving the five star reviews on iTunes, and yeah, the uh, the offer still stands that if we see you at a networking event or yeah. conference or whatever, we'll buy you a beer. So the yeah. people who have left the comments come up and claim them. Yeah, Nick will <laughs> buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So what have you been up to then? So well, it's been a bit of an up and down week for me in terms of being productive and stuff, which right. we'll get onto later. Um, but the good news is. Uh, Got the main bits and pieces of Alex's site up now. Went and met up with him yesterday evening and went through the content that he's got to write. Um, I made a bit of a mistake, which I realize now is I just created some pages and left them as blank, 
whereas it would have been a lot better for him to see, mm. I guess, with some filler content, whether that's Lauren Ipsum or yeah. just some you know, stock images of people playing golf and stuff, just so you could see how the pages would look as a bit of a more layout idea. Yeah. So I've added that in as well for him now. Uh, he's got a couple of assignments he's got to work on for the next couple of weeks, I think, so that's going to perhaps delay it a little bit. Um, but I think I'm at the stage now where I've got a site up and I can take some screenshots of how it would look mm. with some content there. And so I can start working on the golf site engine kind of sales site, sales and marketing site now. Cool, so, that'd be good. so that would be good. Um, and also I dropped an email to a chap called Neil, who I've had golf lessons off previously. And he was kind of, I was targeting him as my first customer. Yeah. He was going to actually start paying. And so I literally, because we're good friends as well. So I sent him an email last night and I, because I'd previously kind of passed the idea through him previously as well. And so I didn't put too much effort into like the pitch of the product or anything like that. I was just like, hey, blah, 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 hundred yeah. pounds a month, so on and so on. And he kind of came back with some like some de- some proper like sales type questions of, you know, why would I sign up? What's it going to do for me? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, no. I was kind of just wanting you to go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. go and do it. But actually it's probably good that he has come back and said that because I kind of need to refine the pitch a bit better mm. now. And so I'm going to work on that. That's going to be one of my next actions is to yeah. refine. I'm going to hit him now. I'm going to say, look, Hey Neil, I didn't give you the hard sell, but you're going to get it now. You've asked these questions. <laughs> well, it's good as well because lots of people say about when you're writing copy for the sales site, use mm. your potential customers' words. Yeah, that's true. So, actually, so I can go back over the email he sent. Yeah, yeah, and take a look at the language he's used and, yeah. and rephrase it. So that'd be useful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that'd be good. I, I kind of I can see the benefits now of having you know like a well having the sales site up and a nice intro video because I could just point him at that. But I guess. I've got to do the manual work of actually figuring out what the sales and features and benefits copy will be now. Yeah. So, what so, did yeah. Alex think about having to write the copy and, and what sort of copy you'd have to write? Well, I kind of started the meeting with him yesterday. It, was, it's not, it wasn't a meeting. It was like a meeting down the golf club at the yeah. bar. So it wasn't like a formal thing. But I kind of, the first question I said was him like, do you have any issues with writing essays or anything like that previously when you were at school? And he's like, <laughs> no, no, no. I've still got to do it at the moment for the, the PGA course he's doing. Okay. So, um and I kind of ex- explained, you know, for the site going forward to make it um, useful for you, you've got to be writing content on a regular basis. You know, at a minimum, it's got to be one blog post a month. Mm. Ideally, you know, you'd perhaps be doing one a week or one every couple of weeks because yeah. his email newsletter is going to be based around the content that he's writing on his site. Um, so, so, yeah, he seems up for that. There's obviously a two-week delay while he finishes off a couple of essays, but then he'll get going on that, so that's yeah. good. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Good progress. How about you? Yeah, it's been, um, again, a bit of an up-down week for me as well, um, with joined up data in particular, with it being a side project and doing it around the freelancing work and all that. It's um, the, my, one of my my actions from last week, if you like, was to do some more cold calling, which just hasn't happened. Um, I went to a network, networking meeting yesterday, which um, has been in the diary for ages, and I went along, it was just a couple of hours at lunchtime. And I spoke to several people there about it. So I'm kind of doing a 50% done on that action because right. I have spoken to people even though it wasn't through the cold calling. Um, and I got some good feedback and some, you know, it's nice to meet people face to face. You get the conversation, you know, goes different directions. And so you pick up bits and bobs. Um, one of the people I was speaking to is a guy I know, Paul, who runs um, a firm that uh, help out other businesses, you know, like any sort of extra call handling or anything like that that they need. Um, and they frequently get requests for doing manipulation in Excel. And so it was interesting listening to the sort of things they get, and that was helpful. Mm-hmm. 
and a couple of other things. There was an accountant I spoke to. Um, and they've got a problem with loads of Excel files, but they're, they're using them more, less on the data side in terms of merging the data, but more in terms of um, managing the business, you know. And so they're in sort of Excel hell with hundreds of spreadsheets to, to help manage things. And so I'm actually going to go and meet them. Right. To talk about that, to see if there's anything that could be done with joined up data to make them make it easier. Um, but also, you know, <laughs> maybe it's a shiny new thing and shouldn't be getting involved, but potentially there's a, a project there mm. or a product even to help them do that. And if it applies to them, maybe it applies to other people. But I'm not reading too much into that yet. I'm just going to meet them in February and we'll talk about it then. But uh, so that's maybe something for the future. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So in terms of the joined up data, that's all I've done really. Um, not much more than that. The other thing I was going to do was this meetings app that I've got on the Windows yep. Store. I've managed to get that done. Okay. As, as usual, my four-hour estimate was blown out of the water. Um, it was more like six or eight hours in the end. Um, not because the work took that long. The actual doing the putting the form in and all the rest of it and handling it on the server, that's all fine. It's just I hadn't used the Windows Store for 18 months, yeah. and so I had to relearn how to do all that, you know. And then, of course... Part of submitting your app to the store, it goes through um, a sort of validation test on your machine as part of the submission. And, of course, I had the wrong version of that. I had to upgrade that, upgrade the SDK, mm. blah, blah, blah. So all that sort of stuff added more time onto the task than I'd like. But but it's there now, so it was, I think it went live on Wednesday evening. And I've noticed that there have been some more downloads since then, but I've Great. not got any feedback yet. Right. So it's going to take a couple of weeks, I suppose, before I get anything, if That's anything. exciting, eh? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to... I'm hopeful that I'll get something. I mean, it's good to get that done, so it's now off my mind, you know. Mm. Um, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'll think about it until I get some feedback, so that's good. Yep. So the the stuff I've been doing in terms of this is kind of to go over, I think it was after the learning retreat thing. Right, yeah. Uh, not learning retreat, sorry, personal retreat thing. I said I was going to tackle a new learning project every month. That's right, yeah. WordPress and, is this month. Isn't <clears> it? Yeah, so Word, WordPress has been this month, and that ties in with the golf sites I'm building. Um, but I've kind of had a bit of a think this morning in terms of the progress of that. And although the WordPress learning is going well, I've still got a lot of stuff to cover in it. Mm. And so I'm going to change it now to quarterly learning projects, I think. Oh, okay. And I think that will fit in nicely as well with the, perhaps, you know, a quarterly startup project as well. Because I think by the end of Q1, I'll have a good idea whether the Golf Site engine is going to work or not. Right. Um, yeah. The target will really be, you know, by the end of Q1 to have, you know, a couple of sites up and running. Um, the sales site all up and running and I've done some either cold outreach or cold emails or cold calls to some golf professionals to find out if they're interested in the site yeah. so I think I'll certainly have an idea as to whether the you know that approach and business mm. angle will work by then so yeah maybe three months is a good time to be able to decide whether to kill it or not you mm. know give it three months if it doesn't work out and you can knock it on the yeah. head mm. yeah because yeah, a month is too short for that sort of thing isn't it that's what I was thinking yeah I mean you know you can you, well for a technical subject you get a good understanding yeah. over a month but you can't really get that far in depth no. so and if your side project sort of thing is the the golf site which is on wordpress you don't want to be learning something else thing. next month exactly yeah, still... i'm still going to be learning wordpress next month whether yeah. i'm you know chose another subject or not so yeah that uh, makes sense yeah. yeah yeah cool cool so what else uh anything else you wanted to talk about well i guess the main subject i wanted to bring up was um i'd said at the start i'd been in a bit of an up and down week yeah <clears throat> and uh I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday. I can't. I didn't get very much done at all. That was like the down <laughs> part of the week. And uh, is it the, the weather? 
No, well, it was actually, I think, partly to do with that. <laughs> I think Tuesday was really grey, wasn't it? Or was it Wednesday? One of the days, anyway. Yeah. It's either, at the moment, the weather here is either really cold and bright blue skies and sunny, yeah. although not that warm, or it's just grey and cloudy mm. and miserable. And So you kind of, you don't, it's not really, really weather you can spend out, outdoors at all, is no, it? No, not really. But anyway, so Tuesday and Wednesday, I kind of looked at my to-do list, which are just scraps of paper all over my desk, as Martin can see here. Uh, I've got some car, individual cards, A4 pads of paper with lots yeah. of things written down to do. And I guess there's, there's like perhaps four or five main projects I'm trying to work on at the moment. And having looking at all these things, I was just like, I can't really be bothered to do any of them. <laughs> <laughs> None of them really grabbed my attention or, you know, motivated me to do them. Or And so I think on on Tuesday and Thursday, I, just, I didn't really do anything at all and was just, I don't know, surfing the web. Yeah. If you had to ask me, I can't really recall what I did. Um, I did do a few bits and pieces, like uh, I think you know, I, I kind of, I can kind of tell when I'm in this kind of funk of not being very productive, and I kind of think, well, if I can get one thing done today, I can say that at least today is a bit of a win. Yeah. So I think what I did was I <laughs> uploaded our uh, jQuery files to the Amazon CDN and linked through to them, and so it sped up our site a little bit. So I was like, yes, that's a little win, <laughs> and then that was it for the day, probably. Um, but through through wasting my time on, I think it was uh, Wednesday morning, perhaps. I uh, was looking <laughs> was looking through some of the hundreds of tabs that I've got open on yeah. on Google Chrome, thinking, well, again, if at least if I can get some of these closed down, perhaps that's a bit of a win for the day. <laughs> and uh, I was reading some old Hacker News thread about um, side projects and people wanting to get started on side projects. And there was this chap who just put a video up, who uh, linked to it, and uh, this chap's name is John Somnes. Somnes, yeah. Uh, and he's got a website called Simple uh, SimpleProgrammer dot com. Um, and it's the first time I'd come across his site or I'd seen him or heard of him or anything like that yeah. and then I was browsing around again and I came across him again and like so like <laughs> I think within you know two hours of browsing I'd note this it's, sometimes these things just seem to happen to me they where do, yeah. when you need to find need some inspiration or something like that it just comes from somewhere and yeah. whether it's in the, sh- the form of a book at the right time or finding the right site or the right thing and anyway so this chap showed up three times in one day and so I was looking through his site and reading a bit more stuff and he had some how am I so how am I so productive was one of his pages or his main links of his articles and uh, he's recently become a big champion of the Pomodoro technique right which I've used before yeah but it's kind of one of those things that you start off with it and it works really really well but then whether it's over a weekend or something you just kind of forget it and you forget you kind of forget what works well don't you um, and so the Pomodoro technique is basically doing 25 minute chunks of work having a 5 minute break another 25 minute chunk of work 5 minute break and so on yeah. and so with all these different little tasks to do and progress I wanted to make on so many projects I just sat down yesterday morning went through John's target is to try and get 10 Pomodoros done each day right. which works out as just over 4 hours worth of you know focused concentrated work each day yeah. um and so using Trello, just have a uh, a list for each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then add in cards and you can colour mark them with labels as to whether it'll take one Pomodoro, two Pomodoros and so on. Yeah. Put enough cards in to add up to 10 a day. Yesterday, I bashed through them as through the course of the day, finished the day, felt happy brilliant. Days. I was happy days. so happy. I was so happy to like actually have a productive day. Yeah. Um, and today's the same. I've, I've got... Uh, Created a list for Friday. Added in my my ten pomodoro, or you know the cards that will make up ten pomodoros, and uh, 
been bashing away. One of them, unfortunately, is sorting out receipts for VAT returns uh, and stuff like that. And that's made me really angry this morning, but that's another topic <laughs> for another day, I think. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I'd highly recommend giving it a go to them. Are you, I mean, I've I've done this sort of thing before with this Pomodoro thing, and, and I've also um, I've even written an app, Timeboxed, which uh, which does sim- something similar, which is about breaking your day up into boxes of time where you can sort of run a timer and alarm goes off when your time's up, sort of thing. Um, the the problem I've always found with it is sooner or later I get something a freelance project or something on which isn't very well defined, and so a task, it's not a um, it's not easy just to say just do this task, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you have are you able to break down what you're working on into very discrete tasks that you fit into the Pomodoro or do you just say work on this for 25 minutes then stop I think you do both can't you mm. and like the stuff I've been doing at the moment has been pretty well defined but yeah I certainly understand you know what you're the yeah. kind of thing you're Be- saying because from. the thing is you know if, <clears throat> if it's not measurable sort of thing so if you haven't got a finish point for that thing it's difficult to know whether that 25 minutes See, is because I'd say with your particular thing <clears throat> I would be more susceptible even to being distracted with that because it's not such a well-defined task and you know you've not got certain steps you need to go through to perhaps do it yeah then that's even worse for me I'd be off to Facebook straight away without even thinking about yeah. it and well, Twitter it, yeah. and so on so by set I've been using my phone just to set 25 minute timer mm. and at least I know I've got to focus on even whether it's defining the task or just working on it for 25 minutes before I can you know take five minutes and look at Facebook yeah, um, you know, I've only done it for a day and a day and a quarter at the moment, yeah. but I've done it previously, like I said, um, and I remember having good results for it before. But so I'm going to really try and stick to it this time and see what what yeah. the, the outcome. I think can the be. difficulty for me with it isn't the fact that you can sit down for 25 minutes and, and work on something. That's that's fine. But if I've got um, some vague blob in a in a project plan somewhere, which is around a bit of functionality for something I'm I'm building for a client. Hmm. Um, you know, you might have two days assigned for this blob of functionality and um, you've probably got a good idea, a reason, you know, reasonable idea of what it is you need to do, but it's not going to fit in 25 minutes. It's got to fit more like four hours for, for, for something. So you could just say, well, 25 minutes doing that. So you basically break the morning up into sort of um, eight 25-minute blocks. Each of them are exactly the same. And it, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, but every, so even if it's a four-hour bit of work, you can break it down into individual tasks. Like if it's... If yeah, the, you can, if the blob yeah. is, you know, create login system and you know that to create a login system, you've got to create various forms for signing up yeah, a new so user, logging in, resetting forms. password, yeah. all of those things. I break yeah. those into 25 minute tasks for that. Yeah, day. yeah, I guess. Um, because even then, if you don't, if it is a, you know, a four hour blob of work that you don't get managed to finish that day, at least you can look through the things you have got done, such as creating such and such form and so yeah. on. So yeah. you can feel like you have got some wins done yeah it's all about it's all about progress isn't it It feeling like you're winning each day if you feel like you're winning each day and i think the thing the thing that i like is to be able to win is to tick off something off a list so if i Mm. need 25 minutes and not tick anything off a list it's a bit of a disappointment so then i have to go through the next 25 minutes and i want to tick something off the list you know what i mean and um and so i'd get frustrated with doing the 25 minutes this is what i found when i was doing it as i'd get frustrated with doing 25 minutes on five minutes off 25 minutes on, or however long i had a time box for um, I still do it occasionally I have to admit, yeah. um, sort of put a box around something but usually I'll have a target to achieve in that time and then I know if I'm running out of time I need to work harder and that helps me concentrate on getting the thing done so if I have a goal for the end of that time box that's kind of how I find it more mm. helpful rather than I just work on something for 25 minutes if you're, why I feel it might work for me is because I've got so many projects on the go Yeah. <coughs> excuse me 
at one time. Whereas if for your freelancing project, that's perhaps the only thing you've got to work on that day or, you know, one of yeah. two things. Yeah. Whereas myself, I've, I want to try and make a bit of progress on five different projects each day. Yeah. So I know if I use two Pomodoros for each project, at least I can see a bit of progress on, yeah, on everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you yeah. know, going back to what you're saying about if you've got a four-hour block of work, so you're, I don't know, senior developer. <laughs> Not as in age. Um, <laughs> well, and in age, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, But if you were to be mentoring a junior developer and, you know, there was this task on here of four hours of write a logging system, you would probably suggest that that junior developer, you know, break it down into smaller Absolutely, tasks. Absolutely, yeah. so, um, I know, and, and I think, you know, in truth, you can probably break anything down into tasks that are 25 minutes long, but it might take you four hours to do that. Mm rather than just sit down and do it for four hours. You know, it's it's a continual argument I have with myself. Yeah. Maybe I should plan better and break things down to smaller tasks. But, uh, yeah, no, it's useful, definitely a useful technique. I think. We, um, I'll, uh, we'll put the links in the, the show notes anyway to the, the first blog post that uh, John wrote. And then there's a follow-up video he did about the first one he's using Trello, which is what I'm using at the moment. Yeah. And just my phone, I set the 25-minute timer for and five-minute breaks. Um, but then there's a second... A follow-up youtube video he's done and this guy's a machine as well it's worth just looking at how much stuff this guy outputs yeah. in terms of i think he does two podcasts a week a youtube video every week and at the start of the the blog post about the pomodoro thing he goes through all the stuff that he did in a year yeah and so it's that's kind of what got my interest in it it's like this guy's <laughs> produced this much stuff in a year you know he's he must have something about the system he's using that's what did he do to make a to make a living then a lot of it i think is uh there's some consulting um trying to think let me look at the, the blog post i can't think of the right word the right company uh the video things because that's the interesting thing if, if plural site that's it uh, does okay, a lot right. he's done loads of plural site video courses right which in themselves take ages to prepare for and record yeah. the videos and so on um uh consulting and so on but yeah just take a look take a look through it and yeah that sounds really, interesting. really interesting yeah, have a look um so yeah so the second video i can't remember if i said the can but he uses kanban flow right which is uh, similar to how Trello looks and works, but it's actually got a Pomodoro timer built into it. Okay. So yeah. it's something he uses on the screen then. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, definitely worth a look. But yeah. I'm going to try it. You know, what I'm saying now might be useless advice because I've, I've only been doing it for a day and a, and a bit. So if I manage to keep it up <laughs> to the next podcast, then hopefully... Uh, that would be interesting yeah. to see how you get on. And, I know, yeah. Because <laughs> I know you've got to say something about it next Cause week. <laughs> whenever, well, I, this has happened to me loads of times, you know, I always feel overloaded every now and again like you feel overloaded with tasks and things mm. that you want to get done and projects and so on and you kind of you adopt a new system whether it's a new notebook post-it notes where you can only write three things on to do each day or or so on and so forth and uh, there's like a honeymoon period isn't there where everything feels great the whole new yeah. system's working it's all brilliant but then honeymoon period is kind of over and you oh well, i always manage to get back into the same situation where i've got yeah all cards everywhere and a four pieces of paper yeah. filled with notes and to do things. There's a discipline, isn't there, <laughs> that you need to, yeah. to be able to apply to it, which I find difficult as well. Yeah. Hey, I'll get over it. Yeah, oh, another yeah. great thing as well, actually. Just this is the last thing about it. I'll say on the first blog post that John wrote up, there's lots of comments on there with people asking questions about what do you do when it's like similar to what you've asked. What do you do when mm. it's a four-hour block of work? You know, what do you do if, as programmers do, you know, you get in the flow. Of, of writing the code and stuff but you don't want to stop mm. you know, he answers those questions on there so it's definitely okay. worth taking a look at Quite yeah. good. cool yep well I wanted to talk something a little bit I mentioned um, in my update about I went to a networking meeting yesterday it's the first one I've been to for ages and when I was 
more involved with the Federation of Small Businesses. I used to go quite a lot to, to these sorts of things. And it got me thinking whether actually it's worthwhile for bootstrappers or you know people that are basically going to try and sell their products, whatever they be, on the internet rather than um, you know like a local company selling stuff to local other local businesses. And um, I think it is probably useful. I mean, like I said, when I went there yesterday and I was just talking to people, a few of them I already knew, some of them I didn't. Mm. It's really good to get a feel about what other businesses outside of our sphere do now it's not like going to a like next week we're going to the london bootstrappers meeting uh meet up and that'll be great but it's not the same thing as this kind of local business networking that, that we went to yesterday and um i definitely think it's worth people getting out and having a go at that if they can just to just to chat to people i mean part of it is that you know these people are business people as well so so you have already got something in common and just talking to them you have the same sort of feeling as you do when you're talking to someone at a like the London Bootstrap meeting meetup that we're going to next week, you have a similar synergy there that, that you've yeah. got something in common, um, and so it's good for building relationships for people outside of your normal sphere, and and uh, and that's really helpful because you can you can more easily share knowledge. You know, you've you're going to know more about the, the tech world perhaps than they do, and they're going to know more about perhaps marketing, you know, offline or whatever than than you do. Um, so it's worth worth doing that and. Uh, the other thing is finding problems. You know, if you're struggling mm. to find a problem that you can solve um, that would be coming to a, could turn into a product or even just a freelance gig or whatever, um, you can find them there. Now, having said that, I've not found that many through networking that way, but I have had a couple of freelance projects come just by talking to people that way and building up relationships. Mm. So it's definitely worthwhile uh, having a go at it, I think, a couple of times just to get a feel well, for it. Well, you found one in terms of the... Um, I can't, I'm going to... The document template in yeah. illustrative thing. Yeah, the thing I tried ages ago, which um, never turned into a product. But yeah, the, you know that, that guy I met turned into a, a contact for a business opportunity. Um, yeah, they're really good. And uh, even if you just build relationships with people, uh, that's that's really really good as well. You know, yeah. you could you could imagine if you had a product that was suited to it, you could launch it locally. You know, and if you had a bunch of relationships and you were going to a bunch of networking meetings, then it's relatively low risk to to launch a product that might apply. So, for example, this accountancy thing, I told you I met an accountant yesterday. Mm. Um, if that turns into something and I ended up with a product aimed at accountants, I could start going to le- local networking meetings where you see a lot of accountants, build up some relationships, and it's a far easier way to get information and to perhaps sell people on your idea face-to-face than in a cold call or or cold email or whatever. Yeah. So I think definitely worthwhile um, to have a go at it. If you're going <coughs> to, excuse me, if you're going to go that route as well, the more manual sales thing, mm. the price of your product has to reflect that as well, though, doesn't it? In terms of a $9 a month SaaS product, it wouldn't make sense to go that approach. I Apart from like the manual onboarding process, I guess, if you're going to look to automate it later on. Yeah. But if you build a product that you can charge you know, $150, $200 for a month, you know, you only need 10 customers. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but I'm thinking of it more in, in terms of uh, um, the initial validation, you know, because um, if you meet somebody uh, and you, you get the problem from them, then straight away it's got some validation to it because it's coming from an actual real-life business person, you know, um, rather than just making something up or, or, or alluding an, to an idea from something you've read on a forum post or something. You can talk to them and pick their brains a bit more about it. And then from there, you can go to more networking meetings and meet more people 
who are in a similar line of business and see if they've got the same problem. So I'm thinking of it more from the validation point, you know, and then if you do have a beta version of your product, you've perhaps got those contacts already or you could go to more networking meetings, get more contacts. And so for the first ramp up of your product, it could be not, you know, you might be charging 10 quid a month for it, but you're getting people involved in it and getting people on that you've got a relationship with where you can go and see or you can talk to on the phone. And then once you have got beyond that stage of, yeah, I've got 10 customers here using it, they're all happy with it. Now let's start ramping up the online marketing and get get it going that way, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it doesn't scale, but to do something that doesn't scale for a few months, six months, until you know that you've got something that people are happy with and you've probably got a few testimonials from those customers to yeah. on your website, all that sort of stuff, I think that would be um, pretty valuable. It's slow, though, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to take a, a long time to do it that way. Yeah. Cool. So the next couple of things you got down about uh, Andy Bryce. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's been a busy week and I've not really had a chance to read too much this week. But one thing I didn't spot was that Andy Bryce has launched a new product called Hyperplan, which is his um, sort of visual planning tool. And uh, it, it just st- struck me because he's he's done it really without, <clears throat> excuse me, without doing the sort of usual validation route that, you, that we talk about. And um He's in a different position where he's got a, a successful product in perfect table plan, and so he, maybe if he's got some free time, it's easier for him to do this. And he's already got a, an audience in terms of an email list and so on, some of whom might be familiar, or, or some of whom might want that sort of sort of a product. But it was interesting, you know, some of the things he's mentioned. I'll link the blog post in the show notes, but he was mentioning that you know he thought it wouldn't be that easy to explain it to people right. without actually having the product. You know, and I find that a lot as well. Is that some of the products ideas I come up with, they're not. I don't find them that easy to sell, which makes me think they're probably not that great an idea. But that might not be true as well. You know, you might have to have something to show people. Uh, so that struck me as interesting. But it's it's worth having a look um, at his thoughts around that in, in the blog post. And the other thing he did was um, this was a little while ago now. Uh, he did a post about remarketing about whether remarketing works. Yes. Um, and that's interesting as well. He did an A/B test. Um, I think Perfect Audience was the one, the, the one he used for his um, for his remarketing, and he found that there was about a one point six percent increase uh, in conversions on his on his on the test that was doing the remarketing. But when he, you read further into it, actually, it probably isn't worth doing because the extra cost involved in remarketing, um, and actually, the one point six percent could be within the error zone anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's for his product. He, he didn't think he was going to take it forward to the remarketing. Right. It might not be worthwhile. <coughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's something else just worth a, worth a read. Really, to bear in mind if you're thinking about doing remarketing. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. So that's his that. um, his blog post about Hyperplan. That's yeah. the product, isn't it? Yeah. It was interesting. I I think I'd read it before, and then read it last night, kind of in preparation for the for talking today about it. It's interesting on a number of point of views because. First of all, he's got an income already that's mm. you know coming in from perfect table plan. Yeah, um, and so he didn't he doesn't need this or obviously he'd love it to you know generate income. You don't want to put time and effort into a product without it generating income, but it's not make or break for him. Yeah, you know over the next year or whatever, perfect table plan is going to bring in enough revenue to pay the bills and the mortgage and so on. Yeah, and so forth for him. So you know this is more a product that he wanted to build himself, isn't it? Yes, than, uh, right. than a life change in. He says that, yeah, it's something replace he wanted. my my yeah. consultancy money or you know my nine to five job type money. Yeah, um, 
which is which which is interesting. He's also got an audience already, hasn't he? And he calls out in the blog post, whereas he, yeah. he emailed all the people on his Perfect Table Plan newsletter. That's right. Yeah. Um, he's got that audience, and there's like an also a bootstrap audience that follow along with him yeah. that seem to have downloaded it and tried it. Um, but I see another point that's interesting is he didn't really spend that long building it, did he, to get something out there? I don't think. No, it's it like it a month or two to get a beta. To out get a beta there. out, yeah. and you know, it kind of shows. Although he didn't do the validation in terms of just getting a website up and explaining the idea to people, he didn't spend two years hidden away. That's right. Yeah. In his room, building something and then getting out. He spent you know a couple of months building a, you know, mm. if you want to call it a minimum viable product or whatever, have something out to show people to help him explain it. So, mm. um, I guess you know the pressure that perhaps you know I'm in a different situation perhaps, but you're perhaps you put yourself under is that you're looking to build a product that's going to replace your freelancing or consultancy money, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I've got this, but it, it's a similar situation where I have got something that pays the bills, you know, so yeah. um, in, in some ways it could be a case of I could do that as well, you know, because well, I this is what I was going to kind of say, you know, because you're kind of putting yourself under pressure saying, you know, I've got to get a product, I want to get a product, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Maybe just accept, you know, for the next five years or whatever, you're going to be a freelancer or a consultant and obviously keep building the products and stuff and something will happen, something good will happen if you keep doing it and hacking away at it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, just don't put yourself under so much well, pressure of uh, I've got to have my income replaced by yeah, October but, or whatever. But it's been 10 years in the in the making already so I don't want it to be another yeah. five. You know, that's where the pressure comes from I think is that when, you, when you're just trying and, and, and more so you, you kind of I know all the things I've done wrong now and all the, right. the, all the reasons I've done it wrong. And it's, and you do, well, it's like Edison inventing a light bulb, isn't it? He had, was it 1,000 yeah, yeah. failed experiments but they were... Yeah. You know, learnings on how not to yeah. make the light bulb and so on. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I'm getting closer personally, but um, yeah, I don't want to spend lots of time. I suppose I, I could build, spend a month building something and put it out there, similar to to, to what Andy's done, mm. um, and then go from that. And that wouldn't be the end of the world. But um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's uh, it's something definitely. It just it's just sort of food for thought, really, reading that. Um, and I'm carrying on with the joined up data thing, doing some more cold calls and things, trying to work out exactly whether there's a niche that I could target. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether I'm a bit, a step a bit further back than that, rather than saying I could build a product for this niche. I don't have that niche yet, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess because again, because he's got this audience, isn't he? The wedding yeah. planners, and they can make use of this tool as well. So it's almost like a, a value add-on sell for him as well, to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, take a read of the blog post. Definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so your strength finder results. Oh yeah, I did or that. Strength yeah. finder. I eventually got around to doing that. Yeah. I. You don't sound too happy. About it. No, no, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. I haven't done anything with it. I, I did the test, and I've got the results. Right. And I, that's about as far as I've got. So I haven't actually sat down and done anything with it. It was really interesting though to get the results, and I. I it's funny. It's a surprise, but it's also totally um, in agreement with. You know, it didn't didn't make any. It didn't. It surprised me to see it, but it it, it described me, I think, quite accurately. So. Yeah. Are they in order? When this, yeah, this yeah, is the top five, is, yeah. that, is that in order? I so, think the, so yeah. the top one for me was restorative, right? Which means um, spotting the solutions and uh, sorry, spotting problems and fixing them. Uh, and you know the sorts of examples they use were people like fixing their cars and um, and generally spotting problems and fixing them in life. And that is me down to a T. You know, mm. I always used to fix our old car. Um, the engine broke one time. The cam belt went and pistons through the engine so I had to re- I replaced the engine I said really? I had to replace the engine I didn't have to 
but you know I worked out how much it was going to cost getting a second hand engine and then did all that and me and my brother did it on the weekend yeah so it's definitely me fixing we've had, things it's funny because we've had discussions around that around your house yeah and you yeah. paint paint and decorate and DIY around your house yeah and I've been like well get someone else in to do it and you can focus on your and, and that's right and I recognise that and my argument is always that whenever we do get somebody and they never do a good enough job yeah. you know <laughs> and so that's kind of ties into that as well is that anyway, if now if you realise it's one of your strengths you don't need to and it's something you enjoy doing as well you don't need to feel so bad about no no should I spend my time on this or this yeah you know except, except it's not um, it's not you know spending my time do, doing that sort of work around the house is actually not that productive I could be spending my time and doing something that would be better for me but no it, it's interesting to see that you know to see the sort of um, what came out of the, the test going through the test though I wasn't sure whether I was biasing my answers I didn't think I was I was trying mm. not to but by being conscious of the fact you're trying not to yeah you don't know whether you are you know it's, it's by, or biasing them negatively but I think there are enough questions in there and you've got like a 20 second limit yeah, per question. That's right, yeah. You don't they they probably can filter it. that out. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's no, good. So, yeah, the top one was restorative, which um, I think is, is pretty accurate. And learner was the nec- next one, which one. you had as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's true. And then futuristic, harmony, and analytical were the other ones. Hmm. And I think they all tie in pretty well with what, what I was the harmony one? Mean, do you know? Harno- harmony is about. Uh, well, basically not wanting conflict, you know, not being happy in a situation where there's conflict and wanting sort of to get consensus rather than um, dealing with conflict. And I think that's pretty true. Yeah. I, I find it frustrating working on a project where there are people that are loggerheads, you know, because it's not, I don't find it helpful, you know, and I'd rather just find a solution and go for that. Yeah. With everybody being in reasonable happiness about it. I guess that's a negative in some ways as well. Maybe if somebody has got the right answer and somebody else hasn't, then it's, you can water that down but uh, but yeah that's the way I am I recognise that completely so. so when did you do the test? Um, last Friday evening so a week ago yeah alright so you had a little while to think about the results are you going to pay for the full results? I haven't thought that far to be honest I've got I've downloaded the reports and I've got to actually read them properly and yep. scan them but I've not read them properly and I, I need to work out because it suggests some actions and things doesn't mm. it that you can think about so I need to do all that really and then uh, decide what I'm going to do with it but it's good to know you know see it'd be interesting to see what it says about the was it restorative restorative yeah it'd be interesting to see what the actions are for that because it probably recommends like buying an old car and spending uh, all your yeah. evenings and weekends doing it done that <laughs> done that yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you should redecorate your house <laughs> <laughs> but it's also uh, sometimes I think that's a it's a negative of mine is that I'm quite <clears throat> quick to jump to solutions you know if i'm in a meeting about something and we're talking about a particular problem then i'll straight away say well we could do this 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 you know and sometimes i have to rein myself in and rather than just dive in with this is how we're going to solve this yeah think about it in a, in a wider context yeah. so that's something that it'll I'll be interesting know. to hear from other people who've done the strengths finder test yeah about how they've used the results because i spoke to a friend fleming who i mentioned earlier on who passed this on some feedback about the show um he paid for the full results where it lists all the different strengths and then obviously your weaker ones are down towards the bottom. Yeah. And his outlook on it was he'd spend a bit of time on trying to improve his the weaker strengths, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I've kind of been like, well, I'll just focus on the things I'm good at and forget yeah. about the other stuff to a certain degree. Um, but then also he was involved in running a business, a startup then as well. He, he kind of, he said, I'm not sure, well, yeah, he said he used the results to hire people in that mm. would kind of complement 
have strengths that were her weaknesses, his weaknesses yeah, and so that on makes a lot of sense of, because yeah. if you if you've got a lot of work to do uh, and you're trying to split your time you don't want to be splitting your time onto the things that you're not going to be particularly good at yeah unless you want to work on those things of course but it, you know if you're even just hiring someone from Odesk or something to do some work then you you could pick the bits of work that would require your weaker skills mm. and say right well someone else can do that because I'm not going to be interested if people have done it as part of the like if you were looking to employ someone if you've used it as part of the interview process as well yeah because it's only ten dollars to get someone to take the test isn't it yeah and yeah. if you're looking to hire a salesperson and through you know whatever you found out that salespeople need these particular strengths if you've uh, mm. get that potential salesperson to take the test it's interesting it yeah. turns out they're not really haven't got the strengths that you uh, you require well, when I when I got my first job from university I went on um, like a, a whole day assessment thing I don't know whether you've ever done one of those and one of them was a bunch of aptitude tests mm. and there was one which was about programming I mean the job I was going for was to be a programmer and um, they reckoned that on this test it, it was really easy for me it's like 100% sort of thing and they said you either get over 95% or less than 5% right just depends on how your brain works some people have got the right sort of brain to be able to answer the questions which means that they, they probably can program pretty well and mm. other people uh, don't have that. So, yeah, it was incredible. And some people did fail it. Some people did get less than, well, I think it was probably 10% rather than 5%, you know, but, but it was really low score compared to those people that, and there was a massive bit in the middle which nobody ever got, really. Nobody right. ever got a score in the middle. It was either really high or really low. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. Hmm. Right, should we move on to Steph? Yeah, go on. I, don't think, I think I've done mine, really, but, yeah, if you've got any... So I've got. Uh, so we both listen to lots of podcasts. We both use Overcast, the app. I don't. Yeah. Don't we? And uh, Marco Armont has released. He's done like a, a summary of how much sales he's made from the podcast. So I don't know. Have you paid for? I haven't yet. No, it's something. Yeah, I, it's I not would much, do. Is it? No. I've got the blog post. I'm going to try and see how much it is. Uh, uh, is it two ninety nine? Yeah, it's not much. So I think I paid for it just because. You know, I felt compelled to because it was a good app, yeah. Rather than using the features that uh, you get when you pay for, but um, so yeah, it's just a one-off payment, which is it's not reoccurring or anything like that. It's like one-off lifetime payment, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so, <laughs> it's quite impressive. His monthly re- his avenue average monthly revenue is fifteen thousand dollars. Wow, just that's over good. Fifteen thousand dollars. So it kind of shows there is still money to be made in. It's only an iOS app as well. Right, so it is meant yeah. to be made in uh, the app space if you find a particular niche. Mm. And uh, I think the thing that he targeted at is his app actually improves the quality of the the podcast, doesn't it? I think. It, oh, does it? I see. I never used that ability in it. I think that was one of the selling points. He's a bit of an audio file. It's right. record. You know, he, yeah. some of his blog posts. He he's he's written this massive review of all the different noise cancelling headphones and uh, okay. different qualities of them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And which one he recommends. So, I think he's into this the tuning of audio and so on. Um, but yeah, the blog posts, he's, uh, it's interesting for him because he had an audience already as well because he wrote Instapaper, which right, is the app okay. that you could save yeah. things to to read later. Yeah. And he's quite an outspoken Apple. I won't say, he's not an evangelist because he bashes them as well when they're doing stuff wrong. But, yeah. Uh, a commentator. Commentator, that's a good word. I was going to say analyst, but um, on his own personal blogs, he's not paid for, it, paid for being an Apple analyst, but there's a couple of them out there, aren't there, that, right opinionated pieces yeah get a lot of traction so he's got an audience already released this app and it is a really great app and it's the only app i use now for listening to yeah, me the podcast and uh yeah he's doing well in terms of making making money from it so brilliant um, be interesting to see if he does an update for next year as to how it's still going on yeah 
because it's only half a year's worth of numbers at the moment for when it was released. But um, so that's interesting. Um, the other thing was uh, Windstreak app. So I use Runstreak, yeah, for tracking my runs, which I'm still doing every day at the moment, up to yeah. day 22, I think. Um, and there's this thing called uh, Windstreak, where you can go on there every day and you type in the the wins that you've done that day. Oh, it's kind right. of related to perhaps the Pomodoro thing I've been doing. So okay. Um, so it's quite good. I actually I didn't use it yesterday because I started using the Pomodoro technique. So I'm not sure if I carry on using it. Mm. But if you're looking for something for, it's kind of like it's like um, Nathan Barry's app, Commit. Commit, yeah. You know where you add certain things in each day and you try and create a a win streak or whatever. Uh, so is this doing it the other way around though? Because I think Commit's about is Commit about um, it's doing the same do thing every, every day. day. Yeah. Whereas win streak is that about saying well what did you do today that worked yeah, that so was it's, good. It's, uh, just a free text box where you can type yeah. in what you've won okay. or what you've done today. That so you can look you back and see what it is that yeah. you've done. Yeah. yeah, so it'd be interesting. I look back over the week to see what I put in there. Yeah, um, And you can put down what you want your wins to be for tomorrow as well, so you can kind of plan the next day as well. Yeah. It's quite good. Oh, that's good. Uh, but that's yeah. free as well, so you don't... That's, uh, yeah. There's no in-app purchase or anything like that for yeah. that. And I can yeah. see exploding kittens. What's that all about? <laughs> so this is another thing. I think this must have been on Tuesday or Wednesday when I was uh, trying to fill my day with stuff again. <laughs> I think a couple of people mentioned it on Twitter that I saw. As on Kickstarter, which is the crowdfunding platform for kind of products that you're thinking of building or something, a few people have put up this new card game, mm. physical cards, as in like top trump cards. I'm yeah. Not sure whether people will know what that is or not, but uh, or like a pack of cards game called Exploding Kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and just from the name of it, because I look kind of like, well, I have a love hate relationship with our cats, depending on whether they've killed anything recently. Um, <laughs> but exploding kitten just like kittens just sounds funny anyway doesn't it and uh, I think when I clicked onto it these guys had raised they'd by the, when I clicked onto it they'd raised 1.2 million dollars for a card game wow that's just amazing now they've going on to it now this is Friday they've raised 3.2 million dollars god that's incredible I can't remember what their original plan was of how much they wanted to raise but it, it's on there I think isn't it top right 10, 10, 10 grand or something yeah I was going to say 10 grand but yeah, I did have a look at it. I saw you'd link to it, and so I had a look this morning, and it, it's amazing. The, the brilliant thing about it is, though, it's it's got a great name, obviously, and it and the concept is is quite funny and quite good, and it sounds like a game that I'd play, you know. Um, but they've done a brilliant job of the marketing on it in terms of the quality of the design, and mm. the, it's like a long page sale, uh, long form sales page, isn't it? Almost in on yeah. The Kickstarter, yeah, totally. And it's really, really good. I think it's a fantastic example of how to do that sort of thing. So there, I think they they work for the Oatmeal or something. Which so they've got an audience already to a certain degree. I know we keep going on about the audiences, <laughs> don't we? I think it's important though. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. But they they've got design background as well. I think. Yeah. So they've obviously put time and effort into making yeah. it look good, like you say. The video on it is really, really good really as well. Good, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that, 3.2 million, though, that's incredible. <laughs> it's the first time. Exploding Kittens is a highly strategic, kitty powered version of Russian roulette. <laughs> 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 it's got lasers, it's got all the things. It's got goats. Uh, the game is created by uh, Ellen Lee, he's got a background in Xbox. Matthew Inman, the oatmeal. And Shane Small from Xbox and Marvel. Yeah, so fair play to them. Yeah, definitely. Good luck. I hope they do uh, really well. Well, well, they already have. They will do with $3.2 million, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It just goes to show, you know, I don't know if you've thought about using Kickstarter before, but it seems a great way for I'd love to. I'd, a product. I'd love to give it a go. I've not, not really got anything to um, to put on it, but yeah, if I did have, I'd definitely do it. Mm. 
but you could do well, you can do it use, I've seen people use it for educational courses mm. all kinds of stuff there was a guy in the Micropreneur Academy yeah that's recently, what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and his was quite a specialised uh, subject as well wasn't it around computer visual yeah. recognition and stuff so yeah that's right um, yeah he didn't raise three point two million dollars no, or anything, but he not. hit his target and in twenty minutes got or the something. validation for uh, for going forward and creating his course. So yeah, so, yeah, Fantastic. I guess for every um, every successful Kickstarter you hear about and read about, there's probably a lot that don't reach yeah. the target and so on. But yeah. we'll celebrate the victories anyway. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and learn from them, you know, because you can see if they've done that well. Yeah, they've obviously done something right. Totally. So. So that's it. I've not really got anything else, I'm afraid. So uh, you got any actions for next week? You wanna? Well, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to get another um, article written, which I think I'm trying to work on something around scalable content. You know, um, something that I can write, and then maybe um, so it's a general article, but then you've got bits you can slot in images and slot in different bits of text and so on, so you can generate multiple pages that are similar but different you know about different products and so on so i'm going to at least think about that and plan that out so that's my target is to have a plan about how i'm going to do that by the end of next week yeah and some cold calls i need to do some i kind of bottled it this week because mm. i use excuses like i've got other things to do but um yeah i need to do some more next week well yeah, I was, i'm disappointed you didn't get more cold calls done actually because i thought you did really well calling the accountants yeah. the week before because you kind of like making the effort to get in and call them because you kind of knew they weren't they were your practice ones as well weren't they so you kind of knew that they weren't yeah, necessarily going to be I, your target market yeah I, I, I say I bottled it I mean what, kind of what happened really is that the freelance project's getting quite busy and I had some personal stuff to do during the week not nothing yeah. dramatic just things you have to do you know um, that had to be done in, in normal work hours because it involved phoning people and that sort of stuff and so mm. by the time you've done that you've lost an hour and it's kind of like I haven't really got the time Pomodoro to do this. Pomodoro technique, blah, blah, Martin, blah. you can... 25 yeah. minutes are cool. Yeah, could have done that, yeah. The thing is, though, what happens when they don't answer? Is that your Pomodoro done and dusted? Or? Well, pretty much, actually, because <laughs> it takes a while to get up to speed. I mean, I did I did write the script, and I, I got a list together of people who I would call. So that was kind of on Monday, I did that. Yeah. And then I, just the rest of the week, just blew it out of the water. But but yeah, I'll, I'll stick to my target of seven calls next week. Okay. And I'm sure I'll do it. Cool. So for me, I'm going to get the Golf Site engine... The sales marketing type site up. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to work on the income report actually. So next Friday will be the 31st of oh, January, sh- won't it? Yeah. And it's not going to be an income report really for me. It's going to be more of an expense report. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll, because I said I did that as well, didn't I? Mm. And I've not, God, it's nearly the end of January already. Where's I've only got gone? a few things to put on there in terms of costs of some themes I've bought. Yeah. WP Engine subscription and so on, some okay. domains. But well, that's, that's going to be a target for me as well next week then. I'll have to get that done by yep. the end of the week. Um, and then I put down as well we're going to do a bit more, bit more marketing for the podcast so okay. as uh, that's down on me really because you do the editing I said I do the social badly stuff it turns out last week and uh, <laughs> so yeah so there's some some other sites where you can list your podcast in and, and stuff like that and send a few emails to other people who are doing podcasts asking for mention now cool. we've got the three I think it'll be three episodes with the decent audio on so yeah so yeah all sorted <laughs> cool excellent alright well cheers then Cheers, Martin. See you soon. Bye.